Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We're four days into NBA free agency. So today on the board, let's talk about some of the winners and the losers so far and see where these teams are heading in the summer. To help break down everything from NBA free agency so far, we brought Pips in to join myself, Jacob, and we're going to talk about eight teams. We're going to go through our winners, teams that are on the fence, and then our losers of the free agency so far. If you guys enjoy what you see today or what you hear today, please make sure to hit the like button and subscribe for more content here from the board. But we had a lot of action. It was a very exciting few days here. Me me and Pips' teams, the Rockets and Raptors, were heavily involved. We'll get to them at some point. But the first team we want to discuss, I would say... The biggest winner of the day, easily a top two winner of the day, is the Los Angeles Lakers. And as we go through all these teams, we're going to grade their offseason so far as well. But for the Lakers, to quickly run through the deals, Torian Prince gets a one-year, four-and-a-half. Vincent, three years, $33 million. Hayes gets a vet minimum. Reddish also for two years on a veteran minimum or around a veteran minimum. Russell, D'Angelo Russell gets two years, $37 million. Rui Hachimura gets three years, fifty-one. And Austin Reeves gets four years, $56 million as a restricted free agent. So, Pips, your thoughts on the Lakers and how they did in the first few days here? Yeah, they did great. I think they did great. But there are some, like, great things and some not great things. I would say, like, getting – I love their uh, Prince signing. That's very cheap player that at some point of his career was one of the first three scoring options. So he has that in him. He can hold his own defense and he can shoot shoot well. That's that, that that's great addition. But if you take a look at the contract, I kind of think that uh, Rui Hachimura got a bit overpaid, but they compensated with Austin Reeves. Reeves, unbelievably great deal. Yeah. Didn't, I don't think anyone expected it to be that kind of great deal for them. So yeah, uh, some here and there. Gabe Vincent had great playoff run, playing even injured played great, great point of attack defense, which this team needed. And shooting, so yeah, he can play on the ball, he can play off the ball, and brings a lot to them team, their team. And as someone who watched so many Hawks over the years, I like Gamble on, on, on camera. He showed us that he can be great on defense, he showed us that he can shoot well. We just need him to do it both at the same, at, at the same time. So I, I like the gamble. He could be a player, especially playing with LeBron James on, on the same team. Yeah, for the Lakers in general, they just add in pieces that are going to complement their team really well. The Russell contract, I think it surprised people how low it was. It did really surprise me it was that low. So getting him on that number is fine. The Rui thing, a bit of an overpay. But with all the great deals that they made here, Austin Reeves, I think that's going to be a, an, a phenomenal contract. Just a phenomenal contract for that team going forward to get him on that price for four years. I think I, I thought his max was four years 80, but then he signed an early bird max, which was four years 56. I think a team was going to pay him the 80 million, but uh, 
I, I don't know what happened. They're going to be happy on 56. So what would you grade the Lakers and uh, what they did here? I would say like B plus. B plus. <laughs> yeah, I don't like that Rui Hachimura contract. I'll say, I mean, he was great in the playoffs, but in some series he was great, some series he wasn't great. So yeah, I think like, that's a bit overpaid, but Austin Reeves getting so so my great contract. And yeah, maybe I was I don't want to put A out there, but B plus for me. I'll I'll put an A minus out there because this I, I think the rest of it made up for the overpay on Rui. At least they did hang on to him. And this team is primed to make a run this season. A full season without Russ, without that sort of distraction. I think that the Lakers are in for a fantastic season. But let's yeah. get into a team, another team expected to have a fantastic season, who was fantastic in free agency so far, and that was the Phoenix Suns, adding in a bunch of solid players on low deals in Utah Watanabe, Drew Eubanks, Hector Bates Diop, Eric Gordon on a great deal, two years, six and a half million. Uh, Chimuze Metu as well. They brought back Josh Okoji, Okoji and Damian Lee. They did lose Landale in a big contract to the Rockets, but I think they they more than made up for the losses. And listen, it's not the best depth, but it's a lot of interesting players to take a flyer on. And maybe they they are productive and outplay the contract. And that's enough for this team to possibly go and win a championship. How do you feel about the Suns in their first few days? I, I, I really like what they did. When, when the agency started, they had a bunch of nothing outside the, 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 the initial four players. But I really like uh, Utah. Uh, addition because in the, in the series against the Denver, we saw how many quarter threes they missed, and they just now decided, okay, we won't miss any of this anymore because Utah is unbelievable from the corners. I really like base the up. I think that's kind of underrated addition, especially in this in this contract. We watched a bunch of sports and he did well. He did he did shoot like crazy, like 40 almost 40 percent on but only on two attempts a game. But if he if he can be just scale up like only shoot wide open threes and that's like easy when you play next to the KD Booker and Bill if he can hit it like 36 37 percent that would be great because his defensive versatility is unbelievable he will bring so much on defense in the lanes on the ball like crazy all around the rim protection weak side like all around great defensive player. And on the offense, it's going to be simple playing again with these players. And the best one, Gordon, in cheap contract. That's just amazing addition, and he'll yeah. do so much for this team. He's still plus on defensive end. He like two or three, four years ago, he was best on defense. He a bit declined, but he's still he can hold his own. And on the offense, I would say three, three, three level scorer. And he offers so much. Yeah, I really like his fit in lineups that are going to be the core four, Aiden Durant, Beal, Booker, and Eric Gordon, because he can take a lot of the handling load off of those guys as well in the process. So excellent fit. A lot of good flyers here. What would you grade the Phoenix Suns in for agency? I, I will, like, if you know with how much money they came into this and the deals they end up doing, they improved a lot, and I will say this is A minus for me, only because like I don't need to get the context in. Like so, of course, Lakers had better additions, a better team, but 
the Suns had so much little room to make this deal, and they did use it to sign to improve their team dramatically. And I, I just love it. Yeah, and, and it helps when you have all these great players. You naturally have a lot of role players who want to play here and maybe take a little bit less money to do so. But I agree with you. I'm also going to go with A- for the Phoenix Suns for the reasons that you outlined here. Let's go to another team here. Didn't bring in any new players, but they brought back their key players. The Milwaukee Bucks. Chris Middleton gets a three-year 102 deal. Lopez gets a two-year $48 million deal. Uh, don't have the full context on Crowder yet. I imagine it's a very, very cheap deal on Jay Crowder to come back. But the Bucks, they just keep their championship core together. Yeah. I'll say I really, really love the deal they made with Brooks, uh, with uh, Lopez, Brook Lopez. That's great. Adding Crowder back for cheap is great. And I'm not a huge fan of Chris Middleton deal, but they didn't have much much options there. I think we'll see a decline for Chris Middleton. He's kind of 32, coming back from the difficult injury in a season where he didn't play much. And when he did play, he shot very poor. Yeah, and he declined so much on defense. He was, I was so, I loved his defense the last couple of seasons. This season, in the, especially in the playoffs against Miami Heat, he was very poor at defense. And that's that's the thing. And he's not three-level scorer. He never gets to the rim. So he's like mid-range shooter with good three, good shooter on offense. And he can handle the ball, play pick and roll. That's great. But he's not going enough to the rim. So it works well with Giannis. But I think he'll decline and next season probably still a good deal, but in year two and three, I don't think that will be a great deal. For, for it's not 34 million is not too bad considering what's been, what was thrown around these few days. So I, I like, I like the deals. I think Lopez, you had to give him 48 after Pirtle gets yeah. 20 and Vuce gets I think, 20. Yeah, he's great. And Lopez only two years, only two years. Only so two yeah, years, so flexibility. But yeah. they keep their core together. Like you said, they kind of had to keep Middleton. Uh, I'll give them a B just because they did what they had to do here. Nothing more, nothing less. What would you give them for this? B minus. B minus. So B minus for the Milwaukee Bucks based yeah. on them keeping that championship core together. Let's move on out of the winner. I, I consider them a winner for doing that. Uh, maybe not with a B minus, but let's go into some more murky water here. Three teams that are much more debatable in what they were able to do. Let's start off with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Polarizing conversations. People love these deals. I'm not so big of a fan of these, but Max Struess gets a four-year, around $63 million deal. Karis LeVert comes back for two years, $32 million. And Georges Niang signs three years, $26 million for the Cavaliers. They address shooting, but I think they ignored the defense they need in the, in the guard position still. And as much as Mobley and Jared Allen are going to be great in defense, I think there are still some issues for this team. But... Uh, you're you're a big fan of these signings. You're not a big fan of the money. Why don't you talk us through it? Yeah, I would say Gary Slavert had kind of very good season last season because he wasn't in a position to do too much. He was in a position to do just enough. And that's where he, I think, does well. So this kind of deal is okay for him. I think that deal is pretty okay. 
Last season, he ended up shooting 39% from the, from the three. That's kind of great for this team. Efficient season for him. Finally, efficient season from, from, for Karis Lavert. And in the playoffs, uh, I think he, he was surprisingly well, playing well. So yeah, I'm I'm. That's a plus for for me. Uh, Resigning the river at this price, but I like addition of Struz. I like addition of Niang, but the paying. I just think they are both overpaid. The thing yeah. about Struz, and I spoke about a lot of people on the Twitter and talk about it a lot. So second year he shot thirty four percent from the three point line. Third year, he shot 41%. Fourth year, he shot back down again to 35%. And in the playoffs, he's shooting 31% career on a lot of games and a high clip. So is this, in that that one season where he shot 40%, is that like way, way, way above his shooting? Or is it crazy that he, like when you look, First season 34, third season 35, playoff 31. So I don't know if his shooting is that great, actually. So, they, but if he can, if his shots are not falling, you don't kill much with Struz. Like he's not a great defensive player. He's not a three and D guy. So if his shots are not falling, yeah. And the thing is, okay, the gravity is there for some reason. But yeah. yeah, I don't know. Like they are at that price, game. though, at that yeah. price, that price is crazy for someone that we don't know is he actually a great shooter. Yeah. And the second part is Jordan Yang. I think we all know that he is unbelievable great shooter. He showed some signs of being capable of staying in front of his player in the last season playoffs. So kind of not terrible in defense, like we all. But he's super slow, so. We'll see how he looks with Evan Mobley and Jared Allen, and if, especially with the bench unit when some of them is are, if, especially with, probably with Evan Mobley at the five with second unit. We'll see, but shooting is there. Like they added some carries over here. Up season, Stu should probably shoot well, and Young is one of the best shooters in the league. So they wanted to add to add shooting in the off season. They did. They were paid. That, that's from my side. What would you grade the Cavaliers then from the free agency? C. C. Okay. Yeah. You like you seem to like these deals more than I do, but I have them at C plus. Again, they address some of the needs, but I think Lavert is slightly making slightly. I, I can go much. with C plus. Okay, I can go with C plus. Yeah. Okay. Can, I'll leave it up like this. But Struce, I don't like that contract at all. I was shocked when I saw it. Then the Yang one. I think it's a little bit much as well, especially for three years, but I'm not very high in the Cavaliers with their I, roster I'm right here now. On, on, on C part because I don't trust Struth shooting. Me as well. So we'll see how that goes down. Let's go to big conversation around, which was around the Dallas Mavericks. Of course, the headliner is Kyrie Irving returning to the team. They also bring in Seth Curry for the third time to the team. They bring back Dwight Powell, three years, 12 million. Kyrie was three years, 126, so they avoid the max on, on Kyrie. And they bring in Dante Exum, who's been playing in Serbia with Partizan Belgrade. They just won the Serbian Basketball League last season. I'm not sure the name of the league, but they won the title last year with Dante Exum. It's not Serbian. It's, Serbia. it's Adriatic 
it's, it's, it's sorry you're right yeah. um former yugoslavia yugoslavia territories i believe formed the whole league yeah. so even more impressive dante exon was a big part of that team and they bring his versatility uh, on defense to the team but uh, what do you make of the Kyrie signing in general but as well as the dallas mavericks as a whole yeah like we all know what kind of player Kyrie is it's only his mental thing and if he's if he's like focused on basketball his deal will be like maybe even cheap like he is when he is playing he and he is focused in zoned in Kyrie is one of the best players that's, in the world that's, that's the that's, problem that's, though yeah, will he yeah. be focused in yeah but it's three years and it's kind of movable if something happens so we'll we'll see I really like Exum Gamble. He's a great defensive player and he improves his shooting in, in, in the Serbia. Everyone from Partizan is like very, very sad he's leaving. So I think for a good reason, we'll see. This is a, his chance to go back there and show us. I don't know if you remember back in the day, Exum and, and, and uh, Ben Simmons playing and being looking amazing so i'll just i just loved his story and him coming back and i'm i'll cheer up for him for sure Steph, yeah uh, sorry Steph anybody doesn't know listening dante x is a former fifth overall pick to the jazz yeah. and he just yeah. never made it in the nba yeah and seth curry like great shooter on that kind of deal is always nice to have on the team and Pavel bringing him back Make a, make a lot makes a lot of sense he's the guy that can always get you 15 to 20 good minutes he can four million a year he, is great for power yeah. he, he's good roller from pick and rolls and he can do a bunch of things on defense nothing great but very versatile so you can always use a player like him on the team especially when you have a rookie uh, at the five and you just need to like not burn him out very quickly yeah so let's give them a grade here i think they kind of were handcuffed in the Kyrie deal but it's not the worst thing 42 million for three is, isn't too bad i'm gonna give the dallas mavericks a b what would mm -hmm. you have them a c a c yeah. so a bit different there i i just think the Kyrie deal based on the entire situation around it that's the really the best they could have done so i think the dallas yeah, mavericks i'd even consider them winners on the day yeah i'm just like nothing crazy nothing not, not no, bad not bad not great like okay, they did okay i mean fair them. enough i think most people yeah. would say they're losers on the day but uh based on what they had i think i think they did a pretty good job let's go to a team in the indiana pacers who were a little bit active here but the money to bruce brown is insane they extend halliburton which is great but bruce brown gets a two-year 45 million dollar contract Second year, that is a team option. But Bruce Brown, he's only made $13 million combined his entire NBA career, and he's going to get $22.5 million this season. We both love Bruce Brown as players. How do you feel about this contract valuation? So the, the first thing that you said is like very, 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 very undersold himself so far in the NBA career. Because yeah. that's crazy. Because he did so much, so many things over the last couple of seasons for, for their for his teams. But this, I think, kind of a reach here for for like six million, maybe even seven. But Pacers had the money. The fit is great. It's a it's a two year deal. 
I think they are safe. Like they are not in a win now mode, so they can kind of afford it. Yeah, I think a bit overpaid, but I, I love Bruce Brown for, for for the Pacers. Yeah, I love the fit as well, but uh, not a lot to grade here. But what would you give the grade based on the contract given out here? Locking up Halliburton, great. And I think Bruce Brown, I would like go with C. Yeah. A C but for the Pacers. Yeah, nothing crazy. Like, just okay. -ish. Like, I did a good player, paid him a bit over, over a bit over paid. That's it. Like, I have them at a B minus just because I like the fit. Don't like the price, but uh, just, the like, team option is nice. The team option makes it a lot better. The Pacers are playing, I think, the most guard and guard uh, screens, pick and rolls. In the yeah. entire league and fit for Bruce Brown is great. Oh, for sure. They're they're like four guards, four guards yeah. and yeah. and uh, Turner. And they are pushing the pace, and he's one of the best guys in position. So yeah, uh, the fit is amazing for. for yeah, for I, I love the fit as well, and I'm I'm happy to Bruce Brown. He gets the bag finally. Finally gets the money he deserves. Let's transition now into our losers from free agency. We think our losers. First of all, Pips is Rockets. They made a bunch of deals. Notably, Dylan Brooks signs four years, 80 million. Front loaded, front loaded. That's something to keep in mind. Van Vliet signs a three year max contract worth $128 million. Third year is a team option. Landale signs a four year, $32 million contract, but only the first year apparently is guaranteed. So, strange one. Jeff Green, some veteran pedigree, comes in on a one year, $6 million contract. In the process, Garuba, Ty Ty Washington, and KJ Martin were traded for pretty much. Like, pretty much nothing those guys were traded for, just discarded. Uh, I'll start because I know you have a lot to say. I'll just say something quickly. I think they're on the right track of bringing in veterans to bridge the gap to, like, maybe contention. But I think they are trying to rush this process a little bit with the young players. And I think they should – I think you're going to be happy they didn't get Lopez and take away Shengun's minutes. But you're obviously the Rockets fan, so let's hear your side of this. So first off, and just look at these numbers as you as you have there, like that's not not good. Like first off, but then you, when you dig deeper in every of these contracts, so Brooks contract first front loaded, better than it looks like this. Fred Van Fleet, this looks absolutely scary, unbelievable, jaw dropping that Van Fleet <laughs> got this kind of deal, and then you hear his third option, third year is 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 team option and that kind of okay okay yeah makes him a lot better landale 324 like what is this and then you hear only first season is, is is guaranteed so it's a great contract suddenly jeff green great addition to the this young team like he played almost in the entire league like i think he switched like 15 teams probably and to get such a veteran uh, who was on the on championship team last season, he was on some great teams. So great addition to the, this young core. So if you take a look at the deals, kind of okay, because they needed point guard. They added the best point guard available. They overpaid him because yeah, he was the best point because they could. Available. They had they had yeah. the they, floor they needed to hit. Yeah. They were terrible on defense last season, and they added Brooks, who is all NBA guy, Fred Van Fleet, who is not an all NBA guy, but could be. Was like close he, for a while. Close, yeah. Landale is very versatile. And down the, at the end, 
Shengun left the first option starting, and that's what I wanted from the start. I want to see Shengun play as the as the main guy, and we kind of have that, especially with Pet and Fleet working together, pick and rolls. That will be great. Then uh, the thing is, I hate even worse about. Thing I hate here is Garuba, Tai Tai, George Christopher, and KJ Martin being traded for zero picks. They gave back to second off. round and they got they get got it back with KJ Martin. So like the the result is zero. And I'm a bit higher on these players than most of the guys. Garuba will be great, will be an NBA player when he gets the chance because his defensive versatility and passing is great. He's mini. Draymond Green, people just don't know it yet because he didn't have a chance. Even when he was playing, he was playing backup five, and he works best at the four. So we'll see there. Tai Tai just didn't get a chance. I think he's better. He he should get a chance at, at some team. They were playing the Sharnics over him, so I was kind of frustrated with this. KJ Martin is awesome player, like great role player. He'll get. He is great, like one of the best cutters in the league. One of the most athletic guys, great weak side defensive rim protection, dunking like crazy on everyone's face. He's shown that he can make some threes. So yeah, getting losing these out players for 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 literally nothing is is kind of scary. But all in all, I'm like leaning negative on on, on the Houston Rockets. So what's your grade for the Rockets here? I will give them C minus. I will give them C minus. It will be a D, but Fed Fleet not being uh, guaranteed third year will move it up to C minus for me. I have them at C plus, and I, I I'm thinking the same thing. The protections do help with this one. That's probably why I'm at C plus and C minus. And I think I don't think this will look as bad down the line. I mean, the Fred one could. I think the Fred Van Vliet one will look pretty bad, but they'll get off the contract. I don't think that team option will be taken in the third year. And I think, I think you guys will be will be okay. I just hope the young guys get the play time they still deserve because that would be a disaster situation. But let's go finally to my Toronto Raptors. Fred Van Vliet, of course, walks. Nothing the Raptors could have done to match that Houston deal, but letting a player get to the point where he could walk was the problem. They replaced him quickly, very quickly, with Dennis Schroeder on a two-year, $26 million contract. The full mid-level goes to Schroeder. I think that's an overpay. And another non-shooter likely to the starting five. Schroeder could come off the bench for sure, but then that's even less shooting to the starting five. Really, well, I guess Trent goes in, but it's a lack of shooting in the starting five for the Raptors regardless. Schroeder is another non-shooter. And to supplement a team that needs point guards because we have such bad point guard depth and shooting we bring in Jalen McDaniels who's a player I'm a fan of two years nine million dollars they got him on the biannual exception that's fine contract and a fine player it just doesn't really address the needs of the Raptors at all so with this team uh, Masai Jerry wants to be competitive and I don't think he's got a team that can be competitive so I I keep an eye on the Raptors because they really really should make another deal somewhere. Siakam and Ananobi are about to become free agents at the end of this season, so summer 2024. I don't think either of them will sign an extension this summer. One of them to get moved to help with the depth, I think, is important here. But ultimately, like just just a horrible few days for the Raptors. 
Um, they got worse. They have no pick next year, so they can't retool or rebuild. Oh, man, this is tough. Uh, what do you think, as an outsider of the fan base, what do you think of the Raptors? Switching Bretton Fleet's shoulder is like a big, 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 big down step. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I think this very, very poor for, for your team. I think McDaniels, I love McDaniels, just not the fit. Don't see it. Yeah. <sighs> Tough one. At least they signed Jacob, but a good deal was. Yeah, sorry, I didn't mention Pirtle comes back on a good contract, four by 80, uh, which I'm happy with. I like that deal, but these two and losing Preston Fleet. And obviously, the looking at this, their situation, they didn't do anything. And that's kind of, if they didn't sign anyone, I would still rate them pretty poor because one of the worst situations in the league right now with the Bulls and the Raptors are in the, that gray area that have some good players, but not a good team, not good enough. And the next season doesn't even look. Oh, no, it's, it's, a, it's a bad time right now, I think, for the yeah. Raptors. They need and that everyone that have waited too long to move their guys is in a very difficult spot now. Like we saw a bad build deal. We don't know what will Damian Miller bring to, to the in the return. And now everyone, like OG and Siakam and Trent and not staying with Fred Van Fleet also to be a bit too much. Very difficult spot for Toronto Raptors. So I I'm grading the this as a D for me. And yeah. Yeah. Um just no sense of direction going forward. No sense of what this team is gonna be. That makes it really tough to give this team anything other than a D. So I myself uh, I'm gonna give them a D plus. I think I was almost at the D minus, but J Jacob resigning was Yes, the, the, save, the saving grace a little bit there. So D-plus for the Raptors, but I think this is more of a organization grade as a whole on where they stand right now. Obviously, young players here, but not really in a position to develop them in the best possible way with, the, uh, with management continuing to try and force wins out of this team. So that wraps it up from our NBA free agency reaction. As more deals go down, as Damian Lillard inevitably gets traded, James Harden inevitably gets traded, there's going to be some great content here on the board, so make sure you're following or subscribed. If you enjoyed this one, make sure to drop a like and take a minute to rate and review five stars. Me and Pips will be back very soon for some more content here powered by the Hammer Betting Network.